with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women, defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you, like, how to take down the other fan holes should we, like, go crazy. How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Look who's back. Yeehaw! Awesome! Michelangelo. You dudes want to play, too? Around the world! Donatello. Leonardo. Hey. Raphael. Yeah, all the good ones and you know. <laughs> hey, Mike, you think you could punch any louder? I can still hear out of this one. Any luck finding a new place to live yet? And I thought all the really good dungeons were in Europe. Where are you guys? I just like to say, hello. Would you give me that one? Come on, give me back. Shredder! Whoa! The past returns, my son. That's the canister that had the ooze. That transformed us all. Well, you're the last one, aren't you? He's got the canister! Get it! Wow! Get down! Hey, Mike! Surf up, dude! It's one for all. You take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. Which one's the other one? And all for... Pizza? Hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of the Ooze. Hey guys, welcome back to another superific... Ooze-tastic episode of Fan Holes Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, but I am not alone. I am joined by two, count them, two of my fellow bodacious, gnarly, righteous dudes. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, it's Mike. Babies! They are babies! Hey, this is Justin. A little too Justin. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, if you haven't figured it out, because Justin likes making me feel old and decrepit, we're here (laughs) to discuss the 30th anniversary, holy fucking shit, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. And in lieu of a lengthy synopsis, I think I'm just going to have Master Splinter tell you about the movie. Long ago, Derek went to Fremont Hub to watch this sequel. He was very excited. 
Then Michelangelo used a yo-yo and vanilla ice wrapped, and he didn't go see any more Turtles movies ever again. <laughs> so, so that's my that's my synopsis. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: Secret of the Ooze. It is the I, I guess by the time you're listening to this. It will be the 30th anniversary of the film. And this is something we decided it'd be fun to revisit, get together, and, and discuss and everything like that. But I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's a joke, but I mean, for me, like, I, I do remember being excited about this sequel. I do remember going to see it with a bunch of friends at the Fremont Hub in California. It was one of the, the theaters at the time, and now I think it's like a pet food store or something. So, but anyway, um, what, what about you guys? Like, is this something, cause I, I don't know your history with this. Is this something you were, you were around to see in the theaters or is this something you watched on like home video or TV or how, how did you guys come to Secret of the Ooze? I, I was definitely around and younger Derek, I was definitely excited. I think I was the last person in the I don't know, school system to see it, though. I feel like everyone somehow managed to see it before me. And being a little kid, like it was it was torture because everyone was talking about how cool the movie was. You know, they were talking you know, about Ninja Rap and Super Shredder. And I like I couldn't even imagine what Super Shredder was until I got like the. Uh, movie storybook and i just remember like reading that thing like over and over and over and i was like man i want to go see this movie and i was uh i think i was like at my grandmother's house and i like i took the book with me and was reading it and my cousin came home and like he had just got back from seeing it so he was telling me all about it and i was like man i'm never gonna get to see this movie but eventually i did get to go see the movie in the theater and I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. This is a movie I've seen a billion times because I had the first two movies on VHS. I've not seen it in quite a while. I still think the first movie is the best. This one is a lot of fun. There's, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously it's like a completely different tone from the first film. And I know that throws a lot of people off. But I think if you just go with it, You'll have fun. The goofiness factor is like cranked up to like 11. And the thing I found distracting when I was watching it this time is like all the weird faces that Donatello makes. Like I feel like all the other turtles like I feel like they're they're maybe the same suits or whatever. And they all pretty much look the same as from the first movie. But I feel like they tweaked Donatello. It's like they... It's like they cranked up Donatello's like wackiness and it's like they made his facial expressions like really comical and goofy. Like there's some times where he's like he's just smiling and it, it's so like goofy and distracting. I'm just like, oh, man. But I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of like Star Trek five. I'll defend it because of nostalgia. But I I don't know. I, I watched the movie. I still laugh at it. You know, I laugh at like all the. All the stupid stuff like the yo-yo and, you know, the fight at the beginning where Donatello's, like, pushing the little, like, 
clown punching bag and he's like yeah 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 and you know two wrath and all that stuff like all that stuff still makes me laugh what what about you mike how did you come to secret of the use yeah similar to justin like i i was like in right in the right age range for this movie like i was about like seven or eight i was really excited to see it and yeah i went i think my aunt took me to see it and yeah like i really enjoyed it i thought it was great and like I haven't I probably haven't watched it in like 15 years or so. But like when I rewatched it, I did kind of remember a lot about it because I probably had watched it a ton of times as a kid. I got it on, you know, VHS or whatever. And, uh, you know, like I, I agree with everything Justin's saying, like it is a lot goofier. Like <laughs> I feel like like there were points where like, you know, when Raph's like tied up at the foot headquarters and like Leo, Donnie and Mikey are like sneaking up to him. I was like, is this like a three stooges movie or something? <laughs> like they get, you know, they like, you know, go, going like, and then they like crash into each other and they're like, don't doink, boink, doink. And I, I feel like, like Leo would turn to them and be like, what's the matter with you guys? Like, we got to We got a free Raph. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Mikey would be like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> but yeah you know i definitely you know obviously everyone knows that this movie was like you know the goofiness was toned way up like to match the cartoon more like i know eastman and laird like didn't want bebop and rocksteady in it because they didn't want it to be like the cartoon so then the like the create the movie like producers and stuff okay we'll just make up our own guys then and that's why they have toka and razor in it and so like it's kind of like you know when uh you know we joke about george lucas and indiana jones and like why he couldn't understand why there there couldn't be like aliens and in indiana jones and whatever like it, it's kind of like you know Oh, you don't want rock steady and bebop? Okay, sure. We'll just introduce two other mutant guys. Like that that'll solve the problem, right? And that's kind of missing the point, but like That's great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. Yeah, like I, I don't know, like there's a lot of stuff like that where I'm like, okay, I can see how this is marketed more towards like, you know, the audience that they had created by this point, but but, you know, I, st I do have nostalgia for this movie, and I mean, we'll get into it, but, like, uh, you know, I, I, I still think the first one is a lot better. I mean, I, I you know, I, I wanted you guys to be able to, to say your piece, but, I mean, there, there, there is truth in my, my Master Splinter humor, because I think for me, I was, I was older than you guys, obviously. Like, I was a teenager when this came out, and I think... The, the most polite way I can put this is, this movie was what I expected of the first movie, and when I didn't get it, and it was like the comics, it blew my mind. So, seeing this sequel was a, a huge step backwards for me, you know, like the, the you know, and, and I guess, I mean, to, to me, it's like, I'm not going to let Batman the Animated Series on Fox get a pass for not throwing punches or throwing punches in the shadows or, you know, just picking people up and heaving them instead of punching them, you know? Because it was, it was this era, right? Like, where all these cartoons, like, were were super regulated, you know, where, you know, you, you couldn't stab anybody, you couldn't punch people. 
Spider-Man was butt humping everybody to stop crime, right? Like he was he was slamming his butt into people and didn't actually like, you know, hit anybody, right? And like I guess cuz this is a film, like you and 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 based on the the first movie, which is excellent, right? I expected something, you know, like there was a tone set, there were things that were set. And I think not only the fact that the tone was changed, but like to me, I think the title promised me certain things, you know, The Secret of the Ooze. Like, by that point, I had, you know, I had read the black and white comics. I had read the colorized versions of them. I knew who the Utrom were. I thought the Triceratons, because, you know, Triceratops is my favorite dinosaur. The Triceratons were as cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I was... To me, I, I felt like if, if David Warner had turned out to be an Utrom, like... Maybe there'd be some saving grace in that or something like that. But, I mean, there was no, none of that, none of the promise of, of, of that came into this. And I feel like I was promised, like, Utrams and Triceratons, but what I ended up with was, you know, Yo-Yos and David Warner, you know, and, and big dandelions and shit. So, like, for me, and then, and then I guess the, the other thing that was kind of, I mean, I don't know, I've, I've always been sensitive to this since I was a kid, like, whether it was, you know, freaking Ronald McDonald, or, or even up to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like, if, if you recast somebody, there's an element of that that destroys some of the illusion that you're trying, you know, if, if acting and film and all this other shit is a magic trick, like recasting people. And, and I think, you know, Justin kind of hit on it too, because I mean, you know, Donatello was recast, right? And, and, and not only was he recast in terms of, okay, yeah, uh, uh, Corey Feldman, I think, got busted for drugs or some shit, and he wasn't, he wasn't the voice anymore. But the, the kid who plays, um, what's his name? I forget. Kino. Kino, right? The, the kid who plays Kino, who I remember from the Red Sonia movies, right? Like, he was a, you know, a very good martial artist. That's why he was the little, the little kid in the Red Sonia movie, because he could do the, the spin kicks and all this stuff. He, he, he could do the choreography and all this kind of stuff. And in the first movie, he was Donatello. And they liked his work so much in that film, they said, okay, well, here, here, we're going to give you like, a, a real role, right? And he's a he's a personable guy. He's got a lot of charisma. He, you know, you can see like he's he's got you know a, a good personality on the screen. You feel like, hey, you know, the the turtles would make friends with him. Like it all makes sense to me. I think because he's introduced, you know, there's no room for like Casey Jones, you know. And for me, I was kind of like, well, what the fuck happened to Casey Jones? April O'Neil's recast, you know, and I'm like, where's the real April, you know, like all, all this kind of stuff is kind of, you know, going through my head as far as the, you know, the film goes. I mean, I think, I think Splinter's still awesome. Um, <laughs> Shredder still being alive is kind of, uh, a gut punch, you know, like, like it, it's a reverse gut punch, like in the way that like, it, it's not as bad, but like, Newton Hicks being dead in Alien 3 is like a gut punch. And if that's like, if that's like an 11 on the scale, like Shredder still being alive is kind of like a 7 or an 8 for me. Like, like, kind of like, what? 
like kind of thing. Like, especially since they did it so well in the first movie. And I get it, like everything you guys are saying. They're they're trying to capitalize on the cartoon audience, the the audience that were buying these Playmates action figures, the audience that was reading the Archie comic, not the Mirage comic, like whatever you want to say, like I get it. Um going back to the whole Batman Fox Kids thing, like if I'm going to give Batman shit, like the first 10 minutes of this like broke my heart cuz it's like Leo uses his swords to stick them in the roof so he can hang from the ceiling and do a double kick in someone's face. It's like, but you have swords. Like, and what do you stab? The ceiling. It's like, you have nunchucks, but you use yo-yos and sausages to attack criminals. <laughs> it's just like, I, I think for me, like, maybe, you know, for me, I was, I was too old. Like, I couldn't I couldn't handle it, like, and and I I, I think I still can't handle it, because I think this, like, I I watched it, I had it on in the background, it was kind of like background noise, I remember all the main beats, you know, I, I, like I said, I still think Splinter and, and, uh, the kid are good, you know, um, but, you know, I guess David Warner is David Warner, like, he's, he's a, a good actor, you know, so he takes dog food and turns it into you know, I don't know, water into wine or whatever. Right. But I don't know, man. Like, I I mean, you know, when, when, when you, when you said all the kids at school were talking about how cool it was, I was like, did you guys watch the same movie that I did? (laughs) Like, Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and I know, I know I'm a duty head. Like, I don't mean to be a party pooper about it or whatever. Like to me, I think, I think there was, there was a major disappointment in how, Things were recast, how the tone was changed, on top of me being a mega comic nerd going, it's not TGRI, it's TCRI. But, I mean, the whole point of the change is because they weren't going to go into fucking outer space, which is a major gut punch to me. You know, they're, they're not going to meet Triceratons. They're not going to see Utrom. You know, like, that's, you know, and that's just, I guess... That's the budget of the movie. The budget goes to Vanilla Ice doing ninja rap and not, you know, cosmic outer space stuff. So when when I was little, I I noticed, of course, that there was a completely different April. But I guess when I become when I got older, the thing I noticed is like, okay, it's a different actress, but it's almost a completely different character. It's like this version of April doesn't have that same like rough edge to her like Mm. she's not she's not like snarky and kind of abrasive at times she's kind of like she's laid back she's joking around she's even kind of like goofy in scenes and she's she's more like maternal towards the Mm. turtles whereas i think like if you if they had kept the other actress maybe 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 they would have retained some of that you know there's some of that gruff ex- exterior that the previous actress had. She seems kind of like a doormat in a way. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they they run roughshod over her apartment. You know, it's like that whole mm-hmm. thing of when she says, "No, don't throw the pizza." You know, and it's like if you, you know, it's like it's like one of those things like when you're a kid and or even a teenager, like I was at the time. Like, yeah, okay, you get it. They're roughhousing. They're being stupid. They're gonna toss the pizza like a football and all this other stuff. And he catches it with a sigh, and everything's fine. But 
you know, as an adult, you realize like, Jesus Christ, there's going to be marinara all over the white couch. Like, it's going to, you know, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You know, like, this yeah. is crazy. Don't play with your food. Eat the fucking pizza, you know, like, and it's like, see, that that's the thing. That's why, that's why Splinter's still good in this, because it takes Splinter to go, my sons, you know, knock this shit off, you know, like kind of thing where it's like, and then they stop, right? Like, but it's like, it's funny too, because you, you talk about that maternal thing and it's not, it's, it's a hard thing to quantify, but it's not like they still flirt with her. Right. Yeah. Like, like April gets kisses over the phone and moo, 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 and all that kind of shit. Right. <laughs> like, like they, they still think she's dreamy and pretty, but there, there's this weird aspect of like a, a hot big sis or a hot babysitter or something. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, it, it, it's funny because it's like, it, maybe the hot babysitter is a good example. Cause it's like, they're not your real mom. They're not like your real maternal figure. So you, you kind of ignore them, but they're cute and they're fun to be with. And you like the way they look and they take care of you, you know? So it's like, it's like, but, but, but you can still sort of blow them off at this. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. And, and, and that drive you were talking about, it's like, you know, I guess that, that makes, I mean, maybe that's why the other actress didn't come back for it because she's, she's more of a cartoon character, you know, like she didn't, she didn't have the yellow jumpsuit, but she might as well have been the, you know, hi, this is April O'Neil. I'm reporting about blah, 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 you know, and and there's no, it's not like she's trying to find like this, you know, hot story about this secret ninja clan or, you, you know what I mean? Like there's no, I don't know. Th- th- that character doesn't have a lot of drive. She's just like a place for the turtles to crash and maybe get a few nuggets of information to move the plot along, you know, where it's like what, you know, th- that's partly why I'm like, well, what the fuck happened to Casey? Like what the fuck happened to, you know, like what exactly does she, you know, it's like, she just kind of shows up at the news station and makes a little cutesy, you know, jokes at the end of the, the movie kind of, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Would you have liked it better if David Warner had a battle van? Battle van. <laughs> like, if, like if he had, like, spread a bunch of marbles out in the club floor and, like, took on Razor, slipped and fell, like, would you have been like, oh, that's cool, bro? <laughs> mm, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't, to me, this, uh, to me, I hate to say it, but to me, I think, I think the approach that they were coming from with this and the budget they had, I think you would be hard-pressed to have been able to change anything that would have ever impressed me. Like, I, I think I think to, to for me to have liked this, to have made something that I might have liked, would have taken way more money and... Anything that they even had remotely on the horizon, like I, I don't think pleasing me was ever the option. Like I think I think it was more about pleasing you guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like that, it, or or whatever the audience was that you know the 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 audience that was like super duper like the the, the just the right age range to to keep buying all the playmates toys and and just be in it for the long haul. Like where it's like if you had seen. You know, like, let me put it this way, Justin. If you had seen the turtles all suit up with uh, the 
the the ecto cum cannons or whatever, but it was the ooze cannons. <laughs> like you would have been like, oh, that's the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever, and they'd be like squirting, yeah, squirting Toka yeah. and Razar with the fucking green fucking slime and and all that stuff. And I would have seen it and been like, what the fuck is this? Like, and and I, I to me, I'm, I'm like, I guess it's a defeatist thing, but I, I I don't think there was any pleasing me. So so you can ignore me. I'm a grumpy old man, you know. You, you know, as long as you stay off my lawn, you know, go and enjoy the the secret of the ooze or whatever. But I, I I don't I don't know. I just I just think that the the entire setup of it was, you know, to to me like I I, I guess I'd rather read book two of the Mirage comics in color than this or and and I'd rather look at the 2K3 series when they go into space and adapt the same thing like that's I think that was my expectation for the ooze you know like like you know the moment when Donnie is like super disappointed when he fought he's like I thought there'd be more to us than this like that we weren't just a lab accident and I'm like dude bro I feel your pain bro because like I felt like there should be more to this too, Donatello. You know what I mean? Like that's that that's kind of where I come from as far as okay. as uh, as this film goes. Okay, here here's my uh, serious alternate pitch to you. That's also trying to stay within the budget. My alternate pitch: the movie starts out, the turtles are already in their new lair. They get a postcard, Casey and April. They're like in Hawaii or something. They're not even in this movie. Forget about them. Uh, Shredder is still dead or gone or whatever like he's not even going to be in this movie but we'll, we'll keep the scene where like tetsu comes back to the junkyard and he's like you know i tetsu now lead who challenge and then here walks in someone in the shadows and it's karai like would a movie about karai like reestablishing the foot clan and and maybe having you know two you know mutants whether they're tokon razor or bebop and rocksteady like would that have been more appealing to you or no uh, dude, just to be honest, I want to say no, unless unless Karai was like super hot. But otherwise, <laughs> like, see, because because to me, it's like I'm I'm like sitting there with you, going, okay, okay, April and Casey are gone. We can have Kino. It makes sense. Like, like, okay, I'm up. It's like I'm I'm holding your hand. I'm going along with you. You're like then <laughs> then then Karai comes out of the shadows and 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 slaps uh, uh Tatsu around or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then you're like, and then like Karai can have two goofy fucking mutants. And I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> damn it, no, like no, because because you know what that means. That means that like, see, this is the thing, right? Like it it's. It's that comical thing that's in that cartoon where it's like, see, th this is the thing, right? Like, Kino comes downstairs, right? And is like, okay, fine. Like, there's, what, like three or four guys ripping off the store? Okay. See, that's believable, right? And then, and then they're like, who the fuck are you? I'm the pizza guy. Okay, that's fine. Kino can kick ass. He knows martial arts. Okay, he starts beating them up, and the turtles come in to help him out and whatever. The reason why the turtles come in to help him out, though, is not because he can't handle the four guys. It's because he, he takes down the four guys... And then fucking 40 motherfuckers with pantyhose on their fucking faces come <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm like, how many assholes does it take to rip off that fucking store downstairs? It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's like 40 of them. And it's like they're like I, they're like, hey, that's that's the foot's plan though. They're like, hey, 
if one guy can steal one item, 40 guys can steal 40 <laughs> items. I'm just like, what? I, I mean, see, and, and, and that gets back into the, see, to, to me, I think, I, I guess, like, th this is, like, I, I'd be fine, like, I think the recasting problem you've alleviated because you send them off the, you, they have a postcard from Hawaii, right? You've mostly alleviated that. The only thing you can't help is what your problem was. Like, you can't help that if you have Kino in the film, you can't help Donatello's uh, suit actor is going to be a different dude. The animatronics yeah. might be slightly tweaked. And on top of that, you've got, like, you know, poser Corey Feldman and not the real Corey Feldman doing the Donnie voice, right? So you, you can't help that, but you, you've, you've alleviated, like, 70% of the recasting problems, right? Okay, what if, what about Tia Carrera as Karai? Would that help? That 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 would considerably help things. <laughs> I thought it would. <laughs> but Green light at Larry. But, we got to win but, it. See, my my caveat to that is my my counter offer is no yo-yos, no sausages, no no if you're going to have mutants like, like, creepy Giver mutants, no fucking, you know, I'm a baby. No, no combat coal cuts? No, no combat coal no. cuts. No, mama. No, no, mama. Berbers. <laughs> like, that's, that was, that, 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 that was me, even like five minutes into the movie, was like, yo, yo's, you know, <laughs> sausages. You know, like that, that was me the whole movie. So, I mean, you know, it's just whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, like, next time did I'll you guys, wait, wait, can, can I just ask, like, like, I. I hate the ending of this movie. Like, you, do you guys, like, I know you were like, dude, you had this anticipatory thing because you didn't see it, and then you're, like, anticipating, like, Super Shredder and all this shit. Like, is it just me? Like, see, Shredder, like, remember when we talked about the first movie, and I was like, dude, Shredder's done justice, he's like fucking Doctor Doom, he comes in, he commands the room, he's the father to everybody. Like, I have mad respect for Shredder, but the problem is in this, he was defeated. He he's a he's a broken, defeated guy, and and then he's forced to. It's like it's like watching Doctor Doom in Superhero Squad, and he has to have like Modok and fucking Abomination, the goofy versions in Superhero Squad, help him because he's not good enough. And then he fucking drinks like the fucking Swamp Thing serum. And, like, he kills himself! Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, he doesn't even... I mean, it'd be one thing if he's like, I'm gonna kill us all. And I know that was the notion, right? The notion was he's so uh, filled with vengeance, he's trying to, like, kill all of them. But, I mean, all he did was, like, drop the fucking pier on himself. And, like, I mean... <laughs> There was no, I mean, the turtles are just like, dude, bro, we're out of here. We're turtles, you know? And it's, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I, I that, that, never liked that. Yeah, that, oh, like I said at the beginning, that struck me as another, like, appease the parents mm. moment. Because mm. Leo, Leo's like, listen to reason, mm. like, like, he's using his words. Mm. Like, he's, you know, like, they don't even fight him. Like, that, the that, Shredder's that's, just that's like... That's like the extreme climax version of the yo-yo, right? Like... 
little kid me was like, oh, dude, like, look at the Shredder. Oh, they're calling him Super Shredder? Oh, and he's like, I mean, it doesn't make sense. This whole costume changes. Like, I, little kid me, like, didn't even think about that. I was just like, man, he looks so awesome. I can't wait to see him, like, beat up the turtles. Like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to get out of this? And then it's like, he, like, you know, busts through a bunch of, like, wooden uh, pylons, and then it all falls down on top of him, and that's it. And I was like, what? Like, why? I don't. It, it was so disappointing. It's still disappointing. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he had enough motivation to turn into Super Shredder. I think they should have like levitated Tatsu up in the air and made him explode, and he could have been like Master Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shredder could have gotten so mad he mutated into Super Shredder. Uh, so can we can we go back to the Tia Carrera thing? So so if if she's in this right then. Can she have a big musical number at the end instead of vanilla fucking ice? Like, can can we do uh, that too? Did you? Did, if you'd like that, I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Were you guys like fans of Vanilla no. Ice? I mean, I no. Okay, <laughs> no, not really. No, I mean, I've see, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of like the whole like Prince Batman thing. Like, I just. I mean, you know me now. Like I love music. I don't. Right, right, right. I don't go a day without listening to something. But back then, I just, just it was just you know kind of in the background, and I would listen to to some stuff. You know, like I think I mentioned Tiffany. Like I did like Tiffany and some other stuff. Like you know, bubblegum kind of poppy stuff like that. But Vanilla Ice and you know like MC Hammer, like that stuff. It was just kind of like it was stuff in the background to me that I I knew about. And I had seen, but I just didn't really care about. So, like, everyone else going around being like, oh, dude, Vanilla Ice is in a movie. It's so cool. I'm just like, I I don't really care. See, I, there's, there's, there's a pretty wide gulf between Prince and Vanilla Ice. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, but even, 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 like, we don't even have to, I mean, the wide gulf is the fucking Grand Canyon between Vanilla Ice and Prince, right? <laughs> but we don't even have to do the Grand Canyon. It can just be, like, a really large, you know, leap that, like, Joker's afraid you'll turn the flashlight off halfway across. Like, if you, if you compare... The musical artists, and and see, I'm treating them with respect because I'm calling them musical artists. If you compare the musical artists in the first Turtles film, I would rather listen to the album for the first movie in its entirety than listen to any of the songs in this second movie. Like, Like, I mean... Think about it. Vanilla Ice is the top billed musical artist in this soundtrack. Like the rest of them, like I don't even know who they are. Like it's really bad. But anyway, like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've you said it earlier on, Derek, but like it, Splinter is definitely like a high point of this film, and like I think you know. It, it's funny he's like a bizarro like grandpa simpson because when grandpa simpson starts telling a story everyone tunes out or like goes away but when splinter tells a story everyone fucking like gathers around like sits at attention they're like oh master splinter's gonna tell an awesome ass story like you know like that and you know he always gives you know advice that like i think you said it when we talked about the first movie he gives advice that you can take to heart as like a you know a young person yourself basically 
Like even in this movie, you know, <laughs> like it, you you feel the weight behind his words. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I I think that's one of the things about this film that I enjoy. But th- it's it you know, I guess maybe another budget aspect is I mean, what he has like what like three key moments in this, I guess. Like, cause what he he opens it in the beginning, and then he has the moment where he's like, "Shut up, keep the news channel on." This is like super important to the plot, so everybody stop and pay attention to this. And then, and then it, it you know, of course, the end, which is genius. It's like the, the like Splinter's reception to their ninja skills is like my reception to the entire film, where it's like. He's like, did you did you hide? Like, did you guys make a good sequel to Teenage Ninja Turtles? And they're like, yeah, bro, we totally did. And then I pull out the newspaper and I'm like, practice harder, you know? Like, I'm just like, what? You know? One one part I did think was funny, like his his big like hero moment where he he you know frees the turtles from the net. Oh with, right, like, right, the right, right, with the arrow. Yeah, but like I like, and after he does that, you know, he's like kawabunga, and then like he. He walks away, and like the turtles are like, "Oh, I guess we're on our own now." Like, and I'm like, <laughs> "I guess like like Splinter was like, hmm, like I suppose they can handle themselves." Like, and he walks away for like two minutes, and then he's like, "No, on second thought, I better go back and see how they are doing." And he comes back, and they're getting like their asses kicked by Toka and Razor. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, oh man, I got the help again. Uh, so, okay, so you you brought this up pretty well but like so the the whole aspect of like eastman and laird didn't want bebop and rocksteady in the in, in this sequel right but so they just go ahead and make their own poser versions of bebop and rocksteady and i mean i know i know they showed up in other shit later but to me it's like i mean it's pretty much like harley quinn and jimmy olsen right like they they that th- this was the first time they showed up they were fucking posers right and then later on they they tried to stick them in the cartoons and do you do you have any affection for toka and razor like or like what what are uh. your what what's your take on i mean like like you know how like now they've got these fucking neca figures of toka and razor i mean is it i mean people must appreciate them for whatever reason right i I know as as a kid i was confused because i was like i i was like adamant that like toka had to be was supposed to be slash Mm. because i was like well slash is the mutated evil turtle or whatever like this guy can't be for real like i was like i don't get it like so like no not really i don't i think they're kind of disposable personally Little uh, little Justin was like super confused why there was no Bebop and Bebop and Rocksteady because I, I I always like Bebop uh-huh. and Rocksteady they're pretty cool. The only like genuine affection I have for them would be like through their action figures because I had those and you know played with them and you know they fell apart and you know never they did not survive childhood so I. I have fond memories of playing with the toys, but when it comes to them in the movie, I, I there's, I mean, they're funny. I still laugh at some of their, you know, you know, mama and stuff like right, that. Right. But I just, whenever I see them, I'm just like, to this day, I'm still like, man, it would have been so much better if it was Bebop and Rocksteady. I know they show up in an episode of the original series, but then 
they they seem a lot more articulate in that than they do in this. Like that they're not babies at least, right? And then I guess there's like a blink if you miss it cameo in Turtles Forever. Like there's a shot where it's like all these mutants and and some of them, two of them are Toka and Razor because that you know Turtles Forever had like everything in the kitchen sink. So I mean that's not that's not surprising, right? And then I guess I guess they were in that um, the CGI one, like but sort of different. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that. So, Derek, would you rather watch Secret of the Ease or uh, Coming Out of Their Shells tour? Like, if you had to choose, like, choose your poison. I mean... I, I guess I'd rather watch Secret of the Fucking Ooze. I mean, Jesus. Really? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, I, man. I don't... I mean... I don't know. The... the, the uh, the, the the coming out of the shells outfits look like uh, I don't know like t- t- they got all this uh, like freckles on them and they're wearing the jean jet I don't know man I can't Derek can't even right now <laughs> I don't know man I mean uh, yeah I don't know. I, I I think I mean th- this is still this is still I mean. Siskel and Ebert reviewed this. I mean, this is still technically a film. The coming out of the shell thing is not is not remotely that. So, I don't know. The, the only other thing did you did you the, like this is just fun for me. But did you guys notice that Michael Jai White was in this movie for like two seconds? No. You know. You know the. Oh, he was in the club. No, no, he was. You know the scene where Kino is gonna audition for the foot, and there, there's all those guys like when he's talking to Raph behind the car. Mm-hmm. They're recruiting martial artists, and and one of the quote unquote martial artists. Well, I mean, you know, Michael Jai White does a lot of martial arts, so you know, I'm not a quote unquote. It doesn't really matter. But the, all those guys that were gonna go recruit for the Foot Clan, one of them was Michael Chai White, and I guess he's uncredited or whatever. But I was just like, I could totally. I was like, that's Michael Chai White. Oh, you know what else? Did you guys ever read the the um, Archie adaptation of this? I don't think so. Mm, yeah, it's it's one of those shitty ones. Like <laughs> it's one of those like it's not it's not as cool as the you know like the original one had like i think like eastman and laird worked on it and stuff and it, it was like one of those i don't know th- this one is just like i don't know they they, they got a bunch of random guys to kind of do an uh, an imitation of it but it's not i don't know it's not very good so okay i I have some trivia for you that I didn't know until today, okay. and I find it extremely hard to believe. Okay. I'm going to read it to you verbatim from IMDb. Okay. Frank Miller is an uncredited co-writer of the Vanilla Ice song Ninja Rap. Most specifically, he was responsible for the lyric, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. I can't believe that. Like, what? <laughs> yes. That has to be a joke, right? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, can you imagine Frank Miller? You know, he's trying to make his bones in Hollywood, RoboCop, and all that shit. And then he's like, uh, Vanilla Ice. He's like, sure, go ninja, go ninja, go. There you go, guys. And then, like, <laughs> I just can't imagine that, man. I, I don't know. Wait, are you telling me Vanilla Ice doesn't write his own songs? Is that what you're trying to say, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Dude, he stole from Queen. Man, I wish I would have known that like uh, a couple of years ago when, when I when yeah. I saw Frank Miller because that would totally have been like, did you write Go Ninja Go Ninja Go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And then your follow-up question should have been, how could you? <laughs> you and then it would have been like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you write Go Ninja, Go Ninja, uh, Go? Uh, supplement, should you be tried uh, for crimes against humanity? Like <laughs> I mean, you know, without that, we wouldn't have uh, Splinter going... Go ninja, go ninja, go! <laughs> so, I mean, at least there's that. Like, that's that's the saving grace of the whole experience, I think. It's it's funny you mentioned like Donatello looking weird, Justin, because there were a few when I was rewatching it. There were a few times where I was like, "Is his suit broken or something?" Because like he like I just like like looking at his facial expressions in the background and his jaw is like off somehow like like it's his jaws like two feet away from the like his lower jaw is like two feet away from his upper jaw or something i'm like what the hell like the, is the puppeteer screwing up or something like or maybe maybe like <laughs> they used all the same suits but like donatello's was like stored more like poorly than the others and it got like leaked on and it was all like decaying or something can it can i do a weird experiment based on my my uh Master Splinter introduction of this film. I, I'm I'm going to you. You guys can tell me your own after I tell you mine. But so I watched the original film in the theater. I watched the sequel in the theater. I did not watch the third movie in the theater. I watched TMNT in the theater. Uh, I did not watch the, both Michael Bay movies in the theater. What? How how do you guys fall? I watched the first two in the theater, and that's it. I never saw any other films, turtle films in the theater. I saw th all three original turtle films in the theater, and uh, I did. I only saw TMNT on video or on TV, and I only saw the two Bay films like on TV or the, watched them at some point. Okay. I mean, I was still into Turtles. Like, I was still watching it on CBS. And I remember I wanted to see Part 3. And then a couple of kids at school were like, dude, it's kind of, like, not very good. And it, you know, it took some of the wind out of my sails. And then I just kind of, like, I, I think me, like, asking to go see it, like, I think I just, you know, I didn't forget about it. But I was just not as emphatic about going to see it as I was these first two. So I just didn't I, I would. I was probably only like nine or ten when Turtles Three came out, but I do remember after seeing it, I was like, my, I think again, my aunt took me to it, and she was like, "What you think?" And I was like, "Eh, that wasn't that good." Like, <laughs> these may be fighting words, but I kind of feel like Secret of the Use was Last Jedi, so I, I had no desire to see the third <laughs> one when it came out. Ironically, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll say this about the third one, like, like. Now that I've read, uh, you know, I, I, I had read pretty much all the original Volume 1 Mirage comics. I mean, there there's some there's some nice parallels with some of the, the time-traveling Turtle comics. So I, I, I think, you know, that I have a slight appreciation for it because of that. But I understand, like, it's not, 
you know, again, kind of like this, well, even less so than this movie. It's got an even lower budget, obviously. So there, there's, there's that kind of thing. I mean, for me, I was like, Hey, at least Casey's back, you know, like there's there to me, there's things that I enjoyed about that third one. Uh, but that I think I didn't watch until I want to say like, I don't know, maybe like eight or 10 years after it came out, you know, it was like, I think, I think when I first bought all these movies on DVD was the first time I ever watched the third one. Cause I never watched in the theater and I had no desire to, cause I thought, well, the second one to me, we, we've discussed my feelings about it, but I, I was so sort of disenfranchised with it. Like I had no desire to see the third one whatsoever. And then I think I ended up buying, you know, the, the, the other movies on DVD at some point, because I thought, I don't know. I, I, I think even back then I was getting into the whole, Hey, I want to buy like, you know, versions of all the comic movies. And I'm like, well, I guess this is a comic movie. And I probably paid like, you know, seven or eight bucks for the DVD or something like that. And I sat and, and, and watched it and I was like, Oh, Hey, that's kind of like that arc where they, you know, they travel with the one time travel lady or whatever in the Mirage comics. And I was like, I kind of get what they were going for, you know? So I, I, I think in that, in that arena, I was not as harsh on it as I could have been had I, you know, maybe seen it when I was, you know, 16 or something, you know? I don't know if it's a ripoff or an homage, but it's very, very similar to Shogun. Mm. Like I remember one of my buddies in high school, like he, he was reading the book and it's, you know, it's quite a large book. And then he like was watching the miniseries and I watched most of the miniseries with him. And I remember sitting there watching that or watching it. And I was like, this is familiar. And I was like, dude, this is like Turtles three. And he was like, no, Turtles three is like this. Like, don't, <laughs> that's an insult. Hey, it's like, that's an insult. I mean, and I was like, well, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I mean, Hey, at least, at least they're not, uh, at least turtles isn't ripping off the thorn birds. Right. I mean, it's could be worse. <laughs> I don't know. Do we do we do we have anything more on uh, Secret of the Ooze? Is there anything else? Any other any Derek. any other pitches? Derek is a duty hit. <laughs> I am a I'm, duty hit. I admit it's it. It's okay. I admit it. I I, I fully own up to it's, it. It's uh, I totally understand Derek and like you know like me and Justin were probably at a you know a different like target range for this movie too so like and i i understand all the criticism of it but like i can't help but feel like nostalgic fondness for it anyway i I just feel like this had more drastic implications than you guys realize like this whole yo-yo snossage thing like that turned into (laughs) michelangelo using that stupid fucking grappling hook on like the last five seasons of the cartoon you know what i mean like it's like it's like that that kind of like you know parental concerns about turtle violence you know it's just like there, there there was more to this that 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 impacted the turtles later down the line i think and that i think that's why we got like mute animals and all that kind of crazy stuff, you know, because it's like, well, if you got a mutant shredder, that's like, I guess the, you can, you can go wild, right? Like, you know, the sky is the limit, you know. I think, uh, I forgot. I think Honest Trailers did one for this movie, and they were kind of like, <laughs> and the shredder, like, you know, after having an epic fight with the turtles and Splinter in the last movie, is defeated this movie by a guitar solo and a co- collapsing pier. Yeah, that was like so. that was. The, the fucking speaker, like, it's like he gets Marty McFly, like, what? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, the, it, I, it, it's really hard to live that down, you know. And then, and then he just he knocks a dock. Up. Why is there? See, that's the, I mean, we're always making fun of uh, fucking Batman asking people where are the docks or what's going on at the docks or whatever. What are you doing at the docks? And why are parademons at the docks? But I mean, th- that's another like jump cut that like drives me fucking crazy. In this is like they were at. A club with fucking vanilla ice. And then they roll out the back door and they're on a set where they're in the fucking docks. And I'm like, the docks are behind the vanilla ice club? Like, really? Like, come on. <laughs> what? That is weird. Like, you, you feel like like the, the, the foot lured them to some abandoned warehouse or something. And then they open a door and there's a vanilla ice concert in the next room. And then, yeah. And then they open the door again. And then, then there's the dock. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that is one thing I'll say about this movie and why, like, even though I haven't watched it in full in probably like 15, 20 years, like that still sticks in, in my mind, clear as day. Like, even with like the the wackadoo transitions, like I think the set pieces are pretty memorable. Like I I remember like more than anything like that you know showdown like they have like in that like warehouse mm-hmm. like thing or like arena. I remember the lab they fight in. I remember the store like at the beginning that they fight mm-hmm. in. Like I just remember how those like places were laid out and how they were lit and stuff. So. Like I get like the set design, I guess I, I can compliment. I guess I would say uh, I'm just a country mouse. I don't know about your big city ways with your dance clubs and your dogs. But... <laughs> See, that's another <laughs> unintended consequence. If it wasn't for this uh, vanilla ice cameo, we would have never gotten Cool as Ice the movie either. So, I mean, see, there were consequences to this movie, unimaginable <laughs> consequences, Justin, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the consequences were. But there were there were consequences to be paid. Yo-yos and sausages and Cool as Ice. There were consequences. Uh, all right. If you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out the backlog of the Fanholes Podcast proper episodes, they're over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. You can download all the previous episodes there. And we can be found on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. We can be streamed there. If you leave us any likes, hearts, retweets, all that kind of good stuff, because we're on the old social media, uh, you can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, and we do appreciate any likes, hearts, and retweets, and shares. And until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC. Why, Why does everybody eat pizza? Like, you'd think New York, New Yorkers, like, they... The only thing they had to eat in the beginning of this movie was fucking pizza, because everybody's eating pizza. Signing off. <laughs> yes, they don't want they don't want kids to use like nunchucks and swords, but eating pizza all day every day is totally <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. It's Mike signing off. Go ninja, go ninja, go. And this is Justin signing off. Also, go ninja, go ninja, go. 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 Go, 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 go.
machine Gonna rock the town without being seen Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound Yeah, everybody let's move Vanilla is filled with a new jack groove Gonna rock and roll the place With the power of the ninja turtle bass Iceman, you know I'm not playing Devastate the show what the turtles are saying Ninja, ninja sent me a, a you know a, a script and everything tell me what was going on in the, in the movie and, and what was going to be happening you know they told me all about this whole scene it's exactly like they you know they had it wrote down and everything and um, told me to write and make it ice so I did I hyped it up put the funky beats behind it and made it ice and they told me to keep it clean you know for the kids and everything which is me anyway so ice ice babies in full effect yep yep Turtles 2, watch it. 